Here's a message from Ken Lavica. I like to think I'm one for rational thought. I'm like a guy who can at least hone in on something and understand what's taking place in front of him. This weekend, in all of sports, there are some things that I have absolutely no clue what I was looking at. The unexplainable. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. This is just one of those weekends where you see something on the field and you say, what What the hell was that? And it happened not once, not twice, but probably eight, nine, ten times in my life this weekend. Ken Levick alive Monday. That means Theo Dorsey. My man at WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. You see him bringing you the highlights on television. Theo, good to have you, brother. How's uh, You're going to Lexington, Kentucky, huh? That's right. I'm going to Lexington tomorrow nice. to check out some buddies. And um, I'm bringing my golf game. This is about the first time my golf game is traveling. Bro, you are <laughs> you're seriously now a golf guy. Yeah. I, yeah. It is awesome. That is great. Me, I don't even want to go out and golf with people because I'm scared of what they're going to, to say about me <laughs> and judge me for my swing. You you don't even care. You're, just, you're rolling, man. At this point, man, now that I'm doing road games, yeah. road game, when you're doing road games, you're, you're serious about your Yes, because that means that's a pain <laughs> in the ass to pack up your clubs yeah. and actually get them on a plane. Yeah. Wow, he's one of, Theo's one of those now. Every time I come back to uh, PBI and there's all of these dudes waiting <laughs> for their golf clubs at the, at the, the, the baggage claim, and yep. then you're the guy. You're that guy now. Well, I'm a lefty as well, so it's kind of troubling trying to go somewhere and use somebody else's You see, club. you got it. Yeah. I got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Dorsey, golf guy. <laughs> awesome. Captain Competent Joe Rigotti. We're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers off of the cool and comfortable Intracoastal. Uh, I need to tell you a story about a college football coach who knows his days are numbered. And he can say all that he wants, and he can try and fight it as much as he wants. But I don't think there's any point of return now for Dan Mullen. I want to bring you back to last week, reeling from a blowout loss to their rival, Georgia. Dan was asked about recruiting, and this is a pivotal moment. That loss dropped Florida to an even 4-4 four and four on the season, the same Florida team that had expectations of competing with Georgia, of possibly getting back to the SEC championship game. While this season hasn't gone as well as Dan would have liked, the defense is still bad, he can't find a quarterback, and a question about recruiting came Dan's way. And this is what he had to say. Uh, Coach, the topic of recruiting has come up a lot in the last couple of days from a few angles. Uh, is it a different approach needed for the, the level no. of consistency? Well, we're, we're in the season right now. We'll do recruiting after the season. When it gets this recruiting time, we can talk about recruiting. Sounds good. Okay. okay. Uh, Next thing. question. When it comes to recruiting time, we'll talk about recruiting. Hey, Dan, I think it's time for recruiting because your football team and your football program is bad and it's in crisis mode. And I don't care how many guys had the flu 
I don't care how many guys are injured. If you go to South Carolina with this Gators group, in a week or after that press conference, Dan Mullen shut down the rest of the week of media availability and his explanation was, it's because I need my guys focused. And then you let South Carolina bomb you 40-17. to 17. Mm-hmm. South Carolina put up 40 on Florida, and the Gators also managed only 17 points against a South Carolina team that damn near lost to Vanderbilt wow. at home. Dan, your problems are not just recruiting. Your problems are a couple of years of failing on the recruiting trail, and it's become abundantly clear that you've become a problem. So defensive coordinator Todd Grantham, he's gone. He gets fired. We knew that was coming. Gators fans thought that maybe that would have happened before the season. Dan Mullen was loyal to Grantham. Now Grantham's gone. So now you can't use him as a punching bag any longer. But somehow, the offensive line coach, that also was a big problem. So he's fired too. An offensive line coach who, who last year, it, it, it wasn't a, an issue when you had an all-world quarterback able to surprise people and throw all over the place. And then Dan Mullen recruiting is what brought Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson to Gainesville. So that's, that's, on, that's on Dan Mullen. That's not the offensive line coach. That's, that's Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen's offensive system this year has been bad. The lack of decisiveness in actually finding a quarterback, in building up a quarterback, that's not the offensive line coach's fault. That's, that's largely Dan Mullen's fault. Dan Mullen has put Dan Mullen in this place. Dan Mullen suddenly turning into an irrational clown is something I never saw coming. Dan Mullen, the same Dan Mullen who is the architect of those outstanding Urban Meyer offenses at Florida, winning national championships, going to Mississippi State, being the most successful coach far and away that Mississippi State has ever had, getting this job at Florida. I don't know what happened over the last couple of years. I don't know if he had a mental breakdown or if he hit his head or what happened. But it started with the wild, you better open up the swamp full capacity after the loss to Texas A&M and basically threatening the Florida administration to let people in. It's fighting Mizzou players last year. It's the shoe throwing against LSU. It's after the bowl game loss. Uh, we, we didn't need to play in this game. It's the show cost penalty that caused him to not be able to go on the recruiting trail. And now this. Something's off with Dan Mullen. Something doesn't feel right with Dan Mullen. And I can't quite explain it. And it's unexplainable how Dan Mullen has become such a liability to Florida. How with those resources, how with a guy of that acumen, the recruiting's just been bad. And now he's scapegoating. The great Dan Mullen is scapegoating because of problems he's created. Was Grantham a good defensive coordinator? No. Is getting 40 dropped on you by South Carolina and you're not competing against that team? Is that on Todd Grantham? No. That's on Dan Mullen. Is it on the offensive line coach? Absolutely not. It's on Dan Mullen. What has happened to Florida? What has happened to Dan Mullen? This was supposed to be a sure thing. I can't explain it. And I'd love some sort of clarity. What was the most unexplainable moment of the sports weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 or tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Of 
everything that happened this weekend, Theo, for you, what, what's what's still the thing that you're sort of pouring over saying, how how did that happen? Why did that happen? Is there an explanation for this? It's the whole NFC West to me. <laughs> the entire damn division. I, it is the most puzzling thing what happened with them through the weekend between the Rams, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan's a genius, right? He's like the that's what I heard. offensive mind. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, And that's what he did against the Cardinals? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then you look at the, the Los Angeles Rams, they're building this ferocious defense. The, the or they, they were bringing it back to the fearsome foursome from the, what, 60s, 70s or whatever. And I'm just like, well, if you're going up against a Derrick Henry-less Tennessee Titans team in primetime, when the quarterback is Ryan Tannehill and his weapons aren't even that good, and, and it's not like the it was the defense's fault. What happened to Matt Stafford? Is he not? Is he not that? premier quarterback that instantly makes the Rams a contender anymore? I mean, like That's the second time he sort of disappeared in a game this year. Straight duds yeah. against a bad secondary. Right. The Titans have the worst secondary maybe in the NFL. And the Rams have one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. And they put up, what, 16 mm-hmm. points? Yep. In prime time? Yep, in prime time. How are the Titans doing what they're doing, too? Like, that's unexplainable as well. What because is Because now Adrian Peterson apparently still has it. Yeah. He, he, he's an old... Man, <laughs> he's very old. And he still has it. They they not only looked like they didn't skip a beat, they looked downright like the best team in the AFC last night. Isn't that so weird? Because if you look at that roster top to bottom, you're like, they don't have it. The defense is nothing special. I mean, I guess the front seven, as opposed to the secondary, has some things you like. Kevin yeah. Byard's good in the secondary. But offensively, you're like, okay, we're relying on Ryan Tannehill and two receivers who, who are made of glass. <laughs> they don't have the tight end anymore. Right. They have like a, a, a host of tight ends that they try to make into what they had last year. And then no Derrick Henry. Yeah. And you have Adrian Peterson and some guy named McNichols, you know, toting the rock. <laughs> I like some guy named McNichols. McNichols. I like that, actually. You know what? I'm mad at McNichols because he's the last straw that beat my fantasy team. I'm like, who is McNichols? All right. When you get when you get beaten in fantasy by a guy named McNichols, it's time to just it's shut over. the whole thing down, man. Like, you might as well not even play anymore the rest of the season. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. I had, like, my last guy to play was, like, Tyreek Hill, who obviously had the weird dud. Because uh-huh. Mahomes all of a sudden lost his magic. I don't want to hear magic anymore. When it comes to Mahomes, I don't want to hear that word. More like mess, am I right? <laughs> oh yeah, that was really Come terrible, on. actually. I know. Come on. I was man. just trying to find a word that started with M. That but was you're worse right. than what Mahomes did. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Points. That's true. He is, he, I mean, he's he's downright bad. I just right hit like now. eight points right now. You asked me one and I hit eight points. But no, but it's good because there were so many of these things from over the weekend. For me, it's Dan Mullen. You shut down the week of press conferences. Media availability, because you don't want to talk about recruiting because it's not recruiting time. <laughs> and then you say, hey, I, I need my guys to focus. And then that happens at South Carolina. That's unexplainable to me. Where is Dan Mullen's ability to coach gone? Where's his brain at? That's unexplainable to me. For Theo, understandably so and rightfully so, the NFC West, what are we looking at? And That's it, completely unexplainable. Was that Colt McCoy playing football in 2021 <laughs> and winning? How? I was like, I what is going on? They're, their first string, no DeAndre Hopkins, no Kyler Murray, no Chase Edmonds. They put up over 30. Yep. The Chiefs yep. are at full strength. They put up 13. 
And the 49ers are supposed to have a good defense. They got Kittle back. They got all their running backs. I'm confused. You know what's unexplainable, too, is that the 49ers are going to end up tanking the rest of the season, and it's going to save Chris Greer's job, the Dolphins GM, because that means the Dolphins will get a top 10 pick yeah, they in the draft. <laughs> that, that is going to keep Chris Greer as the GM. The 49ers ensuring that the Dolphins are going to pick top 10 in the draft. When I saw what was happening yeah. yesterday, I was like, come on. <laughs> come on, cards. Come on, cards. Let's yeah. go, Zona. Yeah, that was uh, that was a weird-ass weekend. What was the most unexplainable sports moment of the weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What was the most unexplainable sports moment of the weekend? By the way, I went to, and I'll, I'll talk at length about this, that, that terrible Dolphins-Texans game yesterday. Took my daughters to Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, they um, they run out of cheese pizza. <laughs> How? In the concessions? Yeah, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> no cheese pizza. Like, wouldn't that be the, the type of pizza you you stock up on? Like, Incompetence everywhere. I mean, guys, I and I love the Dolphins organization and I love Hard Rock Stadium, but it was one of those pizza stands that has like the high end like flatbreads. It's like, oh, spinach and feta yeah. or um pastrami or whatever. And so my girls, I know they don't want to eat the other stuff. Yeah. But that's what was available. So I'm like, fine, uh, cheese. They had double cheese. And they're, oh, actually, we're out of that. Come on, guys. Yeah. Like, you had come to on. order the pastrami and take the pastrami off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we actually went. So what I did, this is going to sound bad. I went with the spinach and feta. And what I told them is that the cheese was just green. And they believed it? Yeah. Because it had a dipping sauce that was like uh, sort of a cucumber, like a tzatziki that you'd have <laughs> on like, like gyros. But I tried to pass it off as ranch dressing. Uh-huh. And as soon as I got the thumbs up from them after the first bite, because I brainwashed them, I knew I was in the clear. You know what that's called? That's called good parenting. You lie to them and you mislead them so that it makes your life easier. Mm. That's how you parent. What was the most unexplainable sports moment of the weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Elric is in West Palm. What's up, Elric? Hey, Ken. Nothing in the NFL shocks me anymore, so I'm just going to get straight <laughs> over that. Um, but how does a Alabama Nick Saban team rush for six yards yep. against LSU in an entire game of football? I know. I know. That is head scratch. And you know, you know, Elric, what, and, it's, and I, I saw this comparison made on Saturday night. What if, what if Cincinnati had a performance like that against a team – uh, in the American that was having as equally a disappointing season as LSU is, we'd be crushing them saying, yep, that's why Cincinnati doesn't deserve to be in the playoff discussion. But we're not going to have that discussion about Alabama because we're going to give Alabama a pass for that, even though that was that was a dreadful performance in a game they maybe should have lost. They should have potentially lost to U.S. Yep. as well. Yeah, they're they not good. obviously lost to Texas A&M. They're not what they and, and this pains me because I'm a massive Alabama fan, right? Mm-hmm. But if they run into Georgia in the SEC championship game, oh boy, good night, yeah. it's game over. Uh, I mean, and I don't, I don't, yeah. If you're having trouble running against LSU, mm. there's not a chance in hell you're getting an inch against Georgia. And thank you, Elric. Appreciate the call. There's no way. That's a great point. Yeah, Alabama. I think it's time to admit because you know that we're going to be force fed that. Oh, well, here's why Alabama still has a path, and this is what Alabama has to do because we love Nick Saban. We love Alabama. We want them there. It's the Crimson Tide. We're going to be force-fed this for the next six weeks or so as we get further and further towards the conclusion of this college football season. 
But you juxtapose that against Cincinnati, who beat the best teams on its schedule going to South Bend, beating Notre Dame. They get punished for meh performances, but Alabama, no, here's the path. Here's the, here's the, here's the red carpet. I guarantee you Notre Dame is going to have that same discussion, and Cincinnati already beat them yeah. at home. Yeah. It's the, it's the Greg Popovich Spurs effect. It's like nobody wants to call Alabama dead until they're actually yeah. dead. Yeah. And just like everybody called the Spurs dead a million years in a row, and they just kept coming back and winning finals. Yeah, absolutely. Then you look stupid, but right. I get it. Uh, I do want to I do want to try and understand why I have not heard more today about Mac Jones. This is unexplainable to me as well. I'm going to come out and say it because I know a lot of you are down here and listening. Hey, Patriots fans, Mac Jones is dirty, okay? Mm. I don't know how to emphasize it any further. What happened yesterday was gross. Mac Jones fumbling, getting hit blindside, and what does he do? He grabs Brian Burns of the Panthers, grabs his ankle, and twists it. Mm. Twists it. We're talking wrestling move. Twists it. Brian Burns gets hurt, writhing in pain on the ground. Mac Jones just walks away like nothing happened. That's dirty. And if we're going to sit here and protect quarterbacks, and we're going to say, oh, can't touch him, can't touch him. Ooh, he took a finger to the helmet, throw a flag, legal contact to the head. Mm. By the way, all those rules in place because of a former Patriots quarterback, then we need to hold quarterbacks to the same standard. That was gross. That was dirty. That was potentially career-ending. And it's actually downright garbage what Mac Jones did. It's one thing for me to talk about it, though. It's another thing for Brian Burns' teammate, however, Hassan Reddick, to speak on it. And this is what Hassan Reddick thought about what he saw from Mac Jones yesterday. Uh, first, it looked like he was trying to trip or kick Burns, and then next thing you notice, I saw him tugging on Burns' ankle. Uh, I thought it was completely dirty. Um, hopefully, it's something that the league addresses. I think it was surprising to not see that a penalty was called. Um, you know, it seems like they always, you know, protecting the offensive players. Where's the protection for the defensive players as well? Um, I don't know. I, I felt like that was a call that shouldn't be missed. Um, I'm going to speak out on it. Whatever the consequences, however the referees feel, that's how they feel. Um, but I, I, it, it looked completely intentional from where I was standing, and I was pretty close. And um, I don't think that was a call that should have been missed. I mean, Theo, I don't know how anybody without – Patriot blinders on could look at that and say it was unintentional. I mean, that was that was intent to hurt from Mac Jones yesterday out of frustration after a bad play. Mac Jones should be fined a significant amount of money, and I wouldn't rule out the discussion about the S word suspended in that spot. Yeah, and, and the Patriots are already starting their their defense of it, their their PR. Oh move. yeah. Oh yeah. Belichick already started that whole yeah. thing. He's saying that he he believes Mac Jones thought that Burns had the ball. That's is what stupid. he's saying. But to me it's like you know for sure Mac Jones knew he didn't have the ball. Mm-hmm. At the most your excuse could have been he was trying to hold him back from getting the ball. Mm-hmm. But the twist of the ankle is when you go all right. the way right and right. it's like that's wrong. But you know what? There always lies something at the end of the road for people that do wrong. Next up on the Patriots schedule, the Cleveland Browns. The, the NFL sack leader, Miles mm-hmm. Garrett. If if Aaron Donald is the scariest guy in the NFL, Miles Garrett is the second oh, by, yeah. by a, a close distance. Completely. And it's funny. I sat here last week, and I sat here Friday, actually, uh, Joe, and Joe was here, and I, I said that Baker Mayfield is the most 
overrated player in the NFL. Like, period. Most overrated player in the NFL. And then he um, did did that yesterday. Yeah. And now I look like a doofus. <laughs> I mean, he just balled out yesterday. That was a whole lot of bleep you to a whole lot of people, including me from Baker Mayfield yesterday. And he he did the good, mature thing after the game. Didn't get drawn into that. But I have a feeling if he's able to string a couple of games together like that, you're going to start seeing cocky Baker come out. Yeah. And hey, it's good. If Baker Mayfield's good, I feel like that's good for everybody because he is that presence. And and Keely and I were saying that he's got the commercials and all that he's gotten so far, despite being, really, if you look at the numbers, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league over the last three years. But he gets the benefit of the doubt because the personality is electric because he's extremely marketable. Imagine if he actually was good and had all of that stuff. Yeah. Hey, look out, Aaron. State Farm's coming. By the way, you didn't see a lot of State Farm commercials yesterday. I wonder why. <laughs> Rut row. Yeah. State Farm's like, oh, God, we have all these media buys, but uh, yeah. maybe we can let this simmer down for a week or so. You know, it's a bad year for State Farm quarterbacks. Who's in who? general? Pat Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with the, right. every, when everybody's getting his hair cut or whatever in the barbershop yeah. and they're trying to get yeah. the Pat Mahomes discount. Uh-oh. Well, there's a discount on this game. Right yeah, now. there, there That's sure the is. Mahomes discount. There sure <laughs> is. Uh, Pat Mahomes, bad. Aaron Rodgers, Conspiracy theories? <laughs> this is rough. 888-760-3776. What was the most unexplainable sports moment of the weekend? 888-760-3776. Wanzo's in Boca. What's up, buddy? Uh, question for both of you. Um, with everything that's happening, the Mac Jones crap, um, Aaron Rodgers, and the hideous play, Baltimore pulled off against my Lions. <laughs> Where's Roger Goodell? Yeah. Yep. I he agree. is just, he is like the most missing commissioner of any sport in any league. There's nothing heard from this man yeah, because that he, makes 50 million plus a year. Why, why do you think he makes that money, though? Because he protects the brand as well as the owners want him to. And so I assure you, NFL owners... From, from a bottom line standpoint, they don't really want Aaron Rodgers to be disciplined fine. He'll be judged in the court of public opinion, but hey, we got dollars to make. And oh, well, well, Mac Jones, rookie, and the Patriots are important, and he's a quarterback. We can't, we can't send a message we're not going to protect quarterbacks, so uh, we need the money. It all comes down to money. It absolutely does, and that's why. And you're right. You're right. Roger Goodell, at pivotal moments, just disappears. Nowhere to be found. But then, when there's an opportunity to pounce and he can use that iron fist approach, you bet your ass he's going to. We've seen it so many times in his tenure. When when he can cherry pick what to what to rule on, that's when uh, life is good for him and when he appears suddenly. But it, it doesn't send a very good message to the youth coming up to aspire to be an NFL player but there's no consequence. No, and the NFL's not worried about that. Yeah, that's, that's the furthest thing from their mind. No, and it, what, what, it, it, it is right. What you're saying is completely correct, and appreciate the call, and you're right on with this. The NFL doesn't care about <laughs> setting a good example. Like They have all these foundations and these charities and the messaging. There's, no, there's really no sort of commitment to that. Mm-mm. No. It's about the money. It's about the winning. Absolutely. This is the same league that had its teams accepting money from the U.S. military to orchestrate these troop r- reuniting with family <laughs> moments. 
That's all you need to know about the NFL is that that was rampant. Yeah. And they were just fine making money off of that and toying with people's emotions. So they sure as hell aren't going to come out and say, Mac Jones, you shouldn't do that. It's going to be, uh, well, I'm sure the Patriots will talk to him. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it's completely, completely overlooked. If, if you're, if it affects the bottom line, then chances are the NFL is going to try and back away. But if you can easily cherry pick on someone, maybe a, a defensive end who has a legal problem. Yeah, or a receiver. Ro- uh-huh, or a receiver, and Roger Goodell can say, you smoked too much weed. You're out of the league, man. He'll do it. Because that's how he makes his money. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's all so plastic and phony. Yet we eat it up. We consume it, man, and we love it because we can't get enough of it. So we can say it's wrong, but I'm going to be sitting down watching it. Yeah, we're feeding the beast. I mean, I'm, uh, we're, we're hypocrites. We yeah. are. We are, and I'm a willing hypocrite of that. Is it gross? Yes. Is it going to force me to turn off the TV? No. Which is why <laughs> all of these bozos who sat there, Colin Kaepernick, I'll never watch the league again. I laughed at him because yeah. I knew you can accept all that stuff. You are going to accept that. And the NFL has the best ratings it's had in a decade. And there's a reason for it. Because the league just always wins. Yeah. Always. It's good business. It's a bad message. It's good business. That's the NFL. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We'll get into a Dolphins deep dive. Marcel Louis Jacques, he is the uh, NFL Nation ESPN reporter for uh, ESPN.com. You see all of his work. He was there yesterday. He saw what was one of the true death march games that i can recall the jacoby Brissett led dolphins taking out the lowly texans and it was about as terrible as advertised ken levick alive is presented by the fau mba sport management program fau.edu slash mba sport the fau mba sport management program 22 years of doing it dr jim reardon i talked to him over the weekend and that fall semester, it's rolling right now. There's only a couple. Of, it's getting tight. If you want to get into the spring semester and finally take the leap and get into the sports industry, I'm sure something you've been thinking about, didn't know how to act. Well, now I've got the path for you. You've got to have the guts to take it. If you want to get into the sports industry, go through the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. The professors are teaching what you need. They are in the sports industry to help guide you into what skills you'll need to be able to succeed in the sports industry it's how you get in it's like the the point i made before in the broadcast industry people see oh syracuse or oh mizzou these these schools yeah sure we'll hire you drives me crazy because i'm not one of those theo's not one of those and we've plied our path but you know what the sports industry is wildly wildly competitive and it's so broad You need an edge, and you're going to get an edge because, one, you're going to have all the tools you need, and, two, you're going to have on that diploma FAU MBA Sport Management. That's how you get in. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Tua and the broken finger. Why was he still available for the Dolphins? Was he truly injured, or was a message being sent yesterday? Marcel Louis-Jacques, again, the ESPN.com Dolphins reporter. He joins us next with Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica, and we're live on ESPN 106. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. 
Here's Ken Lavica. I'm uh, I'm still trying to decide how I should feel about what I experienced yesterday at Hard Rock Stadium. Should I be happy? Should I be disgusted? Should I recoil in anger? Should I have relief? I have I have no idea. Marcel Louis Jacques is the NFL Nation ESPN Dolphins reporter. He'll join us here as he typically does on Mondays here on Ken Levick Alive. And Theo cracks me up. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX Fox Twenty Nine, because he he had a phone notification in the break. He's like, "Wait, my my Amazon order arrived. <laughs> I don't even have Prime." And I saw this last week on on Twitter, and it is the absolute damn truth. There is really no better feeling than when you order just regular shipment from Amazon mm-hmm. and it comes in the amount of time that Prime would have uh, would have done it for you. Yeah, I'm lit up. It's almost like at a restaurant when they say it'll be 45 minutes and they get you in in like yeah. 10. Yeah. You're like, oh, jackpot. Like That will just elevate yeah. you for an entire day. It just makes an entire day. I feel good. Man, 2021, man. <laughs> I tell you what, the things are starting to turn a little bit. I uh, want to tell you about Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is where I got my Kia K5 GT. It's what I rolled to Hard Rock Stadium in yesterday with my daughters for a little daddy-daughter time. Uh, and uh, I promised that that actually was not a punishment, uh, taking them to the Dolphins and the Texans. That was supposed to be a reward. But uh, they did well. They did very well. But uh, they love rolling around in that Kia K5 GT and I I don't have it if it's not for the fine folks at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach where they want you to have a similar experience to me. You need an automobile. There is not much dependable public transportation down here. Here in South Florida, and I'm sure Marcel can attest to this, he's been in places where you can just jump on a train uh, and you can get where you need to be. Not in South Florida. You need a car. You need a car that works for you. You need a car that's comfortable. You need a car that you can afford that's fuel efficient. Well, Checks all the boxes at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, Military Trail, West Palm, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. At Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, the credit clinic is on site. So if your credit sucks, and I'm speaking from experience because I have been there uh, going to buy a car with bad credit, you never know how long it's going to take or if you're even going to get an automobile. They want to ensure that you leave the lot with a car, and that's why they have bank reps on site. They have your back at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Show up, tell George I said hi, tell Mike I said hi, and get yourself in a Kia. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. That's GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com to check out the selection online. Let's chat now with Marcel again. Marcel Louis-Jacques, he is the ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the Dolphins, and he joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Marcel, how, how, how should I feel about what what happened yesterday you know it's kind of it's interesting you know because I, I think the Dolphins are at a point in the season where on one hand you say okay it's the Texans like you did what you're supposed to do against the Texans but on the other hand they have shown an inability to perform how they should perform mm-hmm. against bad teams early in the season so I think you you've got to take it as a positive sign that okay like they have refound, they've reclaimed their ability to beat teams that are worse than, than they are. And that's an ability they did not have against Jacksonville in week five or Atlanta in, in, in week six. So it, it's a, it is a positive sign moving forward. Um, they closed out for the first time all season. They yeah. were 0-2 entering the week when they had two score leads. They opened up a two score lead yesterday and at no point did it ever feel like Houston would realistically close that gap. So uh, I, I think it's it's like uh, like an old analogy in basketball. Sometimes you got to see the ball go through the hoop. Yeah. <laughs> I think Miami just saw the ball go through the hoop. Uh-oh, well, so with that being said, and you talked about the offense a little bit there, 
I'm wondering because the fact that they traded up and they used that pick on Jalen Waddle, and I know all the fantasy players out there are excited about what Waddle brings to them every week because he has a high floor. But do you feel like he's starting to be used in a more consistent way that actually makes the offense run better and leads to more points? Or is it just, again, them trying to make sure that they are showing that they're using their first-round pick right? Uh, I think a little a little healthy mixture of both. Um, you know, he's a, he's getting at least six targets in, in every game but two this season. Like, he, he's clearly a big part of the offense. And, uh, you know, the, the yards aren't necessarily there, but the, he is – capable of moving the chains and what they've got to do now I, I think what they're using him for is in place of a uh like in place of a run game and when you when you got guys you know running for 34 yards on 20 carries like oh. they did yesterday sometimes you have to manufacture yards in, in those short yardage scenarios and that's kind of what that's kind of what Jalen Waddle has been has been doing so far this season but uh you know he is electric in space you're starting to see him become more comfortable in finding his spots but uh, I think it's kind of preaching patience on, on his end and kind of, I don't want to say settling, but accepting what he's being asked to, to do within this offense. So, uh, you know, I, he is on pace to become, uh, he's on pace to become the second rookie in NFL history to log a hundred or more receptions. The only other one being Anquan Bolden with the Cardinals. So uh, I, I think that's pretty good company to be in no matter how many yards you end up with. Marcel Louis-Jacques again, ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the Dolphins, joining us here on Ken Levick Alive, and uh, watching Miles Gaskin run yesterday was literally to, <laughs> like watching a crash dummy just into a brick wall over and over and over again. What is what is going on with Tua? I know he had the injured finger. The Dolphins say it's broken, but I show up yesterday, Marcel, and he's not starting. He's got the broken finger, but I see him ripping passes in warm-ups. How, how is that possible? What is happening here, and is there any way he plays Thursday? Uh, I think there is a way he plays Thursday. Brian told us that Tool's close on on uh, on Sunday that he wanted to start, but just didn't have quite the zip. Uh, but at the same time, so he was there in, in an emergency role. He had to be somewhat loose and, and somewhat ready to come in the game if if Brissett was knocked out at any point. So I think that's where you're seeing him. So that's why you're seeing him warm up pregame. Uh, I don't think this is some sort of long term issue. I don't think it's something that. Like, I don't think he lost his spot to Jacoby or anything drastic like that. Um, you know, they he did tell us a few minutes ago that Tua is yet to throw today. So, uh, you know, they'll continue to evaluate him today, and we'll probably get a better update tomorrow. But it is kind of – it is a little nerve-wracking, you know, because it's such a short week, um, and uh, they don't have a lot of time to give him rest. But I think those few extra days – will give him enough that he it'll, it'll heal enough that he can tough through it but uh it is, it, it's kind of interesting to note though right Cause yeah. he, here he is with a, a broken finger on his on his throwing hand and there's there's varying sure. degrees to injuries of course but you know broke he fractured finger on his throwing hand and he's trying to play uh will fuller is about to miss his sixth straight game with a broken finger yeah well. uh, one of those positions uses their hands a little bit more than the other you know a little bit uh it's a little bit more important yes. than the other for their fingers to be working. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is, like I said, varying degrees of injury here. 
Uh, and I, I do want to, to ask you about Mike Jasicki because I don't know what the Dolphins would be waiting for if there was contract extension talk. He is far and away, when you see the Dolphins, far and away the most valuable asset they have. Chris Greer looks like he's going to luck into the 49ers completely free-falling the Dolphins into a top-10 pick here uh, come the draft. But if you want some goodwill with the fans and actually want to make your franchise competitive, it would make sense to make sure that you're locking into Jasicki, right? I would think so, yeah. I, and I'm not sure what his market value is. Probably somewhere in that 10 to $12 million a year range. You know, I don't think he should be making maybe Kittle or Kelsey money, but uh, especially without a 1,000-yard season. But with, uh, with the, the security that he's provided over the, past, over the first eight games of the year, I, I think that he, I think he, deserves, he, he deserves an offer. And then it will be up to him because he is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, so the Dolphins don't really have a say. In, in where he ends up, yeah. it, it's all up to him. But the way he's preached team first, he's been probably the team MVP uh, over this first half of the season, over the first nine games of the season. Um, he's been their best player. He's been their best leader. It would just, it would be a shame, you know, for if there was a world where he wanted to stay in Miami, it would be a shame if the Dolphins weren't able to get that done. Now, Marcel, you, you earlier said that the win over my lowly hometown, Houston, Texas, was seeing the ball go through the rim. Usually with shooters, when you say that, there's more makes to follow. That's the hope, right? <laughs> there's, there's something salvageable about all the misses you were throwing up before that. What would equate to salvageable for this Dolphins football team now that they've seen the layup or free throw go in over the Texans? Yeah, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start it off by expecting a, a win <laughs> over the Ravens. I think that's a... That's a tough ask, man, on a short week, a physical team like that. But when you look at you know, some of the more winnable games remaining on the schedule, they still got two games. Two games against the Jets. Mm. They got a game against the Giants. They're playing the, they're playing the Panthers. Like there, are, there are winnable games <laughs> remaining. They're even, they've got the Patriots at the end of the year, who they've beaten once on the road. Uh, we'll see if they're, if they're able to do it twice. It's really hard to sweep a Bill Belichick coach team, but I, I think that you know the I think the shots to follow are winning games where they're not overwhelming underdogs. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not saying they're gonna roll into the Superdome and beat the Saints. I'm not saying they're gonna beat the Titans, who look like maybe the best team in the NFL right now. Right. Uh, but I, I think if you if you defend home, defend your home turf against Carolina and and New York. Uh, and you can at least split with the Jets, then I, I, I think that's a positive sign moving forward. Um, if you sweep the Jets, then that's even better. But, uh, you know, you're, you're probably going to hit the double-digit loss range. Uh, just try to keep it as close to 10 as possible. Yeah, and the fact that my Carolina Panthers got grouped in with the Jets, I'm not feeling so hot. Yeah. I'm uh, not feeling so hot, There's Marcel. no avoiding it now. The <laughs> Sam Darnold honeymoon is over, Theo. Yeah, I, I thought Darnold would be at least – like average or at least Teddy Bridgewater level for us, but he is he's Sam Darnold again, so that's, that's yeah. great. That's great. Uh, and Marcel, what what the hell happened to Buffalo yesterday? <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. I always get uh, every every game this year, every Dolphins loss throughout that losing streak. There's always been you know those Bills fans that slither in the mentions <laughs> talking about how I've been you back in Buffalo, uh-huh. and uh, that didn't uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> Yesterday. They were missing yesterday for some reason. Weird, uh, Marcel. Yeah, I had a, I had it in the chamber. I didn't actually post it, but I had that Spider-Man <laughs> meme in the chamber where both Spider-Mans are pointing at each other, the uh, Dolphins and the Bills. 
like, and you know, how do you, how do y'all both lose to the Jags? So, wow. Yeah. Yep. Well, all of a sudden, that that London game was a lot less funny up there in Western New York. Absolutely. I said the Bills fans can't say a damn thing after that yesterday. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything anymore. Uh, Marcel Louis Jacques again. Uh, read all of his work. ESPN.com. He is the NFL Nation reporter covering the Dolphins at Marcel underscore LJ on Twitter. Marcel, great stuff as always. Appreciate it, man. Yep, appreciate y'all having me on, man. Talk to you guys next week. All right, Marcel Louis-Jacques, again, ESPN NFL Nation reporter here on Ken LeVick Alive. Uh, That's another one of the unexplainables from the sports weekend. What were the Bills doing? Yeah. How did the defensive Josh Allen absolutely destroy the offensive Josh Allen? that, That is a complete mystery. And the Bills have been showing some cracks here over the last couple of weeks, but... That was the culmination of that, and I don't know how you bounce back from that. Is it possible the Patriots right now are playing the best football of anybody in the division that they maybe would compete for the division title? Yeah. I mean, there's no other team that would you know no. surface as being— So I guess they'd have to be it. Yeah, and, and, and hopefully we, we don't overreact too much to this Bills loss because what I've No, seen, I'm going to overreact to it. Yeah, I feel you. Look, I, <laughs> as much as I want to pour it on— Don't jump through a table, dorks. <laughs> As much as I love to pour it on, what, what I've noticed about this NFL season is the very second we believe a team has risen to the top is when they fall. Yeah, they face plant all the time. Every as soon time. As, or a player. As soon as you declare someone an MVP favorite, yeah. face plant. As soon as you declare someone the best team in the league, face plant. That means the Titans are going to get shut out next They week. are. It's the Madden curse. It's, the new Madden curse is whoever's <laughs> atop the mountain. So we start the season with the Chiefs atop the mountain, face plant. The Packers. Ooh. You know, we start thinking that they have something going. And honestly, they might still be able to, you know, come back. I mm-hmm. mean, they didn't have Aaron Rodgers this past weekend. The Bengals dropped two straight after we crowned them as the best team in the AFC. Yeah. Now it's the Titans' turn. And you know Ryan Tannehill is dying to make that true. Oh, yeah. He he <laughs> has a four-interception performance locked, loaded, and oh, ready to go. For sure. Totally. He is- Mixing a fumble <laughs> here and there. Like, he's ready. He is dying to make sure that that happens. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Hey, let me tell you about my friend Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates personal injury attorneys. He spent 20 years as an NFL agent. Patrick Peterson, uh, Tyron Matthew, he represented them both. Uh, he also is going to help you if you have a personal injury matter. Uh, Pat Lawler, who joins us here every single week as our sports law and sports agent insider. Yeah, he wants to work for you. Lawler & Associates personal injury attorneys, whether it's a slip and fall, an automobile accident, a boating accident, uh, any of those issues, he is going to defend you. He is going to make sure that you get the compensation that you deserve. He really wants to know that you have a way and a means of getting to him and making sure that he can help you out. And that's why if you go to wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com, have a free consultation with him, with the folks at Lawler and Associates, so he knows best how to make sure that you get what you deserve. It's tough. It's scary going through a personal injury situation. You feel wrong, but you don't know where to go. Well, I've got your answer. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, your free consultation at wanttolawyerup.com wanttolawyerup.com. That's Pat Lawler and Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. When we return, Troll Theo 
makes his return on a Monday. So many things caught Theo's interest yesterday, but what one singular thing has him in a petty trolling mood? Mm. We'll find out when we come back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Captain Confident Joe Rigotti, I'm Ken Levicka. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. It is, uh, it's turned into my favorite part of the week. It's when Theo Dorsey is here, and it's great to have Theo here, but it is when Theo gets undeniably petty and mm. Troll Theo comes out. Uh, that's my favorite part of the week, and we're about to experience this here on Ken Levick Alive. But before we get to that, I want to make sure that we get to our EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. So, Theo, get this. I've got my daughters, five years old, three years old. And so Saturday, their mom brought them to see the Canes and Georgia Tech. That complete, like, chaotic whatever that was. Uh, But they went and they behaved the whole time. Now, my daughters behave fairly well, but... At five and three, you can never count on being able to bring them to a three and a half hour sporting event and not leaving early or them uh, not getting lost or like decking one another or any of those things. Um, So that happened. And my wife was like, yeah, they behaved the whole time. We stayed the whole game. I'm like, wow, great. Because then I was bringing them to the Dolphins game yesterday. So I'm like, surely this is going to be a nightmare now because there's no way it happens two days in a row. But I tell you what, those girls got there yesterday. I met up with a friend at tailgate for like 45 minutes to an hour. They hung out. They drew. They ate some chicken and some steak and they just drank some lemonade. Uh, I gave them a cake pop in the car trying to bribe them to start the, the day off right. Uh, then we got inside. My youngest daughter cried because she thought we were going to miss kickoff. That wow. like warmed my heart. That was awesome. I'm like, Leah. You're cool as hell. <laughs> and then my oldest daughter's like, well, what about me? Because she always does. Oh, you're cool too. Don't worry. Uh, but they sat there. They watched good portions of the game. We went when it was getting a little too hot under the sun. Went and got some food, some dipping Dots, some, uh, some not cheese flatbread. Uh, and I tricked them into eating whatever we got. But it was good. Like, they stayed. They stayed. We stayed the whole game. They shuttled fine to the car. No crying. No tears. No begging. No terrible bathroom trips. Like, it was great. My girls, back-to-back days. Canes, Dolphins, made it. Wow. Through, I, that's an equivalent of like eight hours of football. And like 10 or 11 hours of just doing stuff. And that's rare. So I commend my daughters. That was cool as hell to me because now it means you can start like doing stuff. That was the point this weekend where I finally realized we're no longer held hostage as parents. We might be able to bring them to stuff now. And That's it makes nice. you proud as a parent, but it also means, wait, I can reclaim my former life back a little <laughs> bit, a little bit that those kids stole from me. Yeah. Oh, but it was really, really cool. And that is why it's the EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. It's hard to stop a train. EDS is a train comfort specialist. What does that mean? Well, it means that they have the best equipment. So if your AC just goes, or if you sense it's going that direction, why don't you be proactive about it? So many people wait till their AC just completely craps out to actually do something about it. And then you're sitting in 
two days of heat, three days of heat. You're waiting for the AC company. Hotels get in the mix. Nope. EDS Air Conditioning, they can come in and they can take care of uh, you before any issues pop up. And they also are trying to schedule around you, your schedule, because they know it really, really stinks if you have to sit there and wait and wait and wait. They are trying to work around you, and that just makes a difference. EDS Air Conditioning, EDS is yes. They have been doing it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated. All their trained, certified specialists. That's EDS Air Conditioning. Again, edsairconditioning.com, or call this number, 561-316-8799. That's 561-316-8799. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning, 561-316-8799. All right, so Theo Dorsey, we found out when we first started working together that uh, he is the type of friend that if your fantasy team is struggling or your team is struggling or your favorite player is struggling, he doesn't care about that. He wants to make sure that you know about it. He wants to make sure that that's driven home. He wants you to hurt a little bit on Sundays. He'll FaceTime you so you can see face-to-face. You can... He can look in your eyes and say, hey, your dude sucks. He'll text you. He'll write you an email. He's petty. He's going to rub it in if things aren't going your way, and he knows it. He exploits your weaknesses. So I said, hey, that's perfect for this show because, boy, are we petty here. So why not bust out a little Troll Theo? And that's why every Monday, Theo Dorsey shows up, and Troll Theo makes an appearance. Theo, let's troll. Who do you have your eyes set on this week? Well, this was an easy target this week, Ken. I'm sitting back on my couch. I turn over to the Bills game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I'm sitting here and I'm like, how is there not a touchdown on the board, right? And I'm looking at directly at you, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, you're six foot five. You're like 250. You are an elite prospect coming out of college. You are a top draft pick. I mean, you are one of those freak athletes. Elite at your position. And, and let's look at your stat line from the day, Josh Allen. Let's, oh, let's, let's do this, Let's Theo. take a look at it. I'm curious what the numbers read. Yeah, we got an interception, a sack, and eight tackles. How do you not get in the end zone, right? Mm-hmm. You thought I was talking to Josh Allen on, on the bill. I'm talking to Josh Allen on the Jaguars. Oh, oh. How do you not add a touchdown? Oh. But, but let me, you're right. You know, I need to shift my focus here. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, I got get, ahead of get myself. Get Theo. The other Josh Allen. Oh, oh, oh. Now, I'm going to call him Joshua Allen now for Uh-oh. the Buffalo Bills, uh-huh. quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, uh-huh. because I think he lost his namesake <laughs> when he got outbeaten by that guy from Kentucky, Josh Allen, he has the to defensive give up his end name? for like... the Jacksonville Jack. He, okay. he loses his name now. <laughs> he is no longer Josh Allen. Okay. When you put up six points against the Jacksonville Jaguars, the same Jaguars whose coach is more favorable to going to a club after hours after a game and not flying back with his team, mm-hmm and getting danced on by some college age mm-hmm. girl instead mm-hmm. of his wife. If you are that Josh Allen, if you're a Joshua Allen now, I need you to put more points up than six on the Jacksonville Jaguars and lose the game. The Bills were supposed to be the supreme team of the AFC. They were supposed to be all of it. Josh Allen's unstoppable. When he does that thing where he fakes the handoff mm-hmm. in the RPO mm-hmm. and he tries to pick up a first down, oh, yeah. we've seen him get stopped a million times on that this year. Yep, He's no longer Josh Allen. He's Joshua Allen. The only Josh Allen we respect and watch on this show lines up at defensive end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he had an interception as well. Yeah. He had eight tackles. He had a forced fumble. He had a great game. What happened to Joshua? Oh, man. Dude. What happened to Joshua? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, Joshua Allen taking a beating from Theo. 
And now, let it be known, Theo Dorsey has mm. made the proclamation the Buffalo Bills quarterback is Joshua with a UA, Joshua, Joshua. Allen. We stand Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right. Theo, well done. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Enjoy Lexington, buddy. Hit him well. Uh, well. I hope. I can If I can hit them off the tee and get it to go slightly straight, That'll be a win. <laughs> That'll be That'll a win. Be a win. <laughs> uh, Captain Coppin and Joe Rigotti, great work as always. Uh, I am actually going to be gone every day this week except for Wednesday. FAU basketball call, so mm. I'll be on a plane tomorrow. Don't worry, Dean Thomas and uh, home team Tina have you on Tuesday, and then Wednesday I'll be with you from Albuquerque, and then I uh, I think Friday we'll see who's on Friday. You know what? I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll tweet it, okay? For Theo Dorsey and Joe Rigotti, I'm Ken Levick, and we've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.